I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. I think that it was Barney the dinosaur who, while undoubtedly not the first or only to do so, really taglined the concept of sharing with his sharing is caring life motto. I don't mean Barney created the concept of sharing. It's been around forever. I mean that whole sharing is caring. Everybody should share kind of motto for children. And I suppose I wonder, you know, There's a lot of obviously you go, of course, that's a very nice life message. But I'm wondering, is that explicitly true or universally true? Learning to share is a process and it cannot be forced. Encouraged, yes, but forced, no. Don't make sharing a battleground between you and your child. It is futile and also counterintuitive. Forcing me to share may well result in me throwing the item to the other child rather than handing it to them because I'm not sharing because in sharing a willingness is required. I am relenting or giving in to the demand that you've placed on me that I share with somebody else. And when I'm relenting or giving in, that's not about a willingness. That's actually about a reluctantness, if that's even a word, dominating the action. A parent messaged me to ask about sharing because she said that it is a constant battle in her home as her children do not want to share with each other and it leads to endless fights and arguments that she feels pulled into. Another parent messaged me to ask my thoughts about not encouraging children to share but just letting them work it out for themselves. And yet another parent messaged me on this topic to say that he was worried that his child was growing up in a very selfish and self-involved way and tended to lose their temper in public if another child wanted to go at what they were playing with, which had resulted in many public meltdowns and premature forced exits from public places. I think anyone who's a parent has run that gauntlet at least once or twice. With so many sharing related questions coming in, I thought it was a good time to share about sharing on here. See what I did there? My main points on sharing, and I want to kind of list these at this point just to frame how I approach this topic are. Sharing is a process and takes practice, patience and time. Sharing is an important life skill as it encourages generosity flexibility, adaptability, and supports social relationships and connection with others. Sharing should never be forced, but should always be encouraged and praised. Those three tend to be my sharing pillars, and that's what I'm going to frame the rest of this episode around. Sharing takes time. As our children grow and develop and become better able to manage emotional arousal and to self-regulate their emotional states, you're going to remember me saying this, you know, this whole process of self-regulation can and mostly does take up to the developmental age of seven years old. 
they when they get that, you know, when they are at that stage of a, a greater understanding um, about about emotional regulation and being able to kind of check themselves and, you know, operate within boundaries, they become better able to share or to make choices around sharing. They really get that cause and effect thinking. They get how their behavior and their thoughts make them feel, but also how it impacts on others and how they feel. They're getting it, not that they nail it at this young age, but they're getting a greater sense of understanding about that. And of course, that renders them more capable of sharing. There are a myriad of pro-social benefits to sharing. It teaches our children about compromise, about fairness, about reciprocity, turn-taking, negotiation, cooperation and collaboration, to name but a few of those pro-social benefits. Children learn about sharing not by being directed to do so, but by seeing and hearing us parents do it too. Talk about sharing and how it feels good to work together and help each other out. Acknowledge that sharing is a hard thing to do because you might not be ready to hand your toy over and that can feel very, very difficult. Reflect positively on times you do see your child sharing. I noticed you decided to share your toy and you guys played so nicely. I really liked seeing that. Well done. And name the behavior in others. You know, when you see it, you could say to your child something like, oh, it was really, really nice and kind of your sister to let you use her new markers, wasn't it? You're flagging these moments of sharing in positive language and your child will see that it elicits a positive response from you and therefore it has value. And children learn to value sharing when they learn that it has that social and emotional value in their lives. Play activities that allow you to experience sharing together. For example, I might take at home playing, I might take all of our building blocks and then arrange them into colored piles and I take all of the yellows and reds and I give my child all of the blues and the greens. Then I'm going to suggest that I share some of my reds and yellows with her and I wonder would she like to share some of her blues and greens with me? She generally does as she would like a mix of colors and therefore sees a value in sharing reciprocally. Then I get to say, oh, we had so much more fun when we shared together. And again, I'm flagging this as a positive experience and I'm showing in a felt way that there was value in it. We want to create a positive association with sharing, not that it is seen as a discipline measure or a consequence. I do feel strongly that you shouldn't ever force or consequence the not sharing. I just don't see the learning in doing it this way. If your child struggles to share, try to interject with some structure. You know, if you listen to this regularly, how I love that word structure and that the fact that it speaks to a flexible and adaptable approach rather than a rigid one. You might gently yet firmly interject with something like, oh, your sibling or friend, whoever it is, would really like to play with this toy as well. And I know that when you feel done with it, that you will give them a go because you're so kind like that. This is not me directing or demanding or instructing my child to hand over the toy to the other child who wants it. It's more a gentle but definite nudge without crossing the line into explicit direction. That can be a fine line to move around. So play around with your language and come up with a sentence or phrase that suits you and will flow easily when you have to say it. 
When you see them play a little longer and then hand over the toy, praise the kindness and name it as good sharing. I also want to say something in defense of the reluctant sharer. You know, in full disclosure, I think I might have been a reluctant sharer myself in childhood. Um, But think about that from an adult perspective for a minute. If I as an adult walked up to you, an adult, and said, oh, I really like your phone. Can I have a go of it? And then walked away wailing when you said no. Would you give me your phone? Link that to if I walked up and said, ooh, nice handbag. Could I have that? You're going to say, no, it's mine. That's not appropriate. Even if I stamped my foot and had a tantrum, you're not going to say, oh, fine, take my handbag. At least I imagine not because it's yours and it's not mine. And I am not entitled to use or take items that do not belong to me. Yes, we expect our children to willingly do this and we're embarrassed when they refuse to give another child who could be a stranger, someone they just met on a playground. It could also be a friend or a family member or somebody else. A go on, say, their scooter or their bike or their games console or whatever it might be. It is okay for your child to want to protect and safeguard and enjoy their own possessions. You might reflect that the child who was interested in having a go moved away to play with someone else after they said no or they didn't seem keen to play after that and you could wonder what your child thinks or feels happened in that situation and you know what might you do differently the next time. It is okay if they say nothing I was fine with that child walking away I wanted to have my own toy but you're just flagging to them oh when you said no That child went and played with someone else and they didn't come back. I wonder what you think and feel about that. And I'm wondering, is there anything you would do differently if that situation happened again? It's more a way of reflecting that the choice they made had a social consequence and supporting them in working it through with positive alternatives. But we're naming the sharing as their choice to make. Also pause to consider the developmental trajectory here. Toddlers really don't understand sharing as a concept. You know, at that age, they don't really do impulse control, at least not consistently, and they tend to have a poor capacity for delayed gratification simply because it hasn't really developed or emerged yet. And when they want to go, you know, of a toy someone else has or something like that, they just want it. And they don't understand having to wait to share. This does not mean that their slightly older sibling has to bear the brunt of their developmental clumsiness with sharing by being forced to always give the younger one what they want to avoid a meltdown. This is not your older child's responsibility and it's not a fair expectation to put on them. Four to five years old, I can somewhat grasp that others have feelings and cause and effect thinking is developing, not developed, but developing. And this means sometimes even though I understand that the toy is someone else's, I find it hard to have the patience to wait my turn and I might lash out as a result. By school age, I have a much better understanding as to what is socially expected of me, you know, in terms of how to elicit both positive and negative responses. And I can also show overt kindness, self-sacrifice and increased tolerance towards others with a greater capacity for emotional self-regulation. Therefore, at that age, they are much better able to make considered choices about sharing. 
So the capacity to share grows and develops in line with our children's growth and development. So don't expect too much too soon. And isn't that what we really want as parents, you know, to raise children who are gradually capable of making informed choices that are mindful of how such choices impact both themselves and others. Sharing is a great way to start this process. Whatever way you approach it, do not get pulled in as the referee as you will lose every time. And as soon as you find yourself counting out even piles of crisps from a share bag, stop. Walk away because you know what? They're only going to point out that one of them has a bigger crisp in their pile than the other one and you'll be back to square one with it. You cannot win that one. Where possible, suggest Oh, so there's only one console or whatever it might be, and there are two of you who want to use it. Hmm, this is tricky, but you know what? You guys are really smart, and I know you're going to work out a solution for this yourselves. Then you walk away and let them, because they will, and they will be delighted to tell you that they did. And you can then praise that effort and behavior. Have a think about how you feel about sharing. Is it a choice for your child or something that you expect or enforce? Does this work for you and your child? You know, if it does, fine, great, keep doing it. And if it doesn't, be curious about what's not working and how might you make a positive change to elicit a different outcome when it comes to sharing? How do you engage in sharing in your own life and do your children see you do it? I'm going to make some suggestions about small modeling sharing actions now that I think can be useful and also kind of you know playful and creative you could parcel up the used but still really good condition toys to share forward with other children and involve your child in that process you could let them see you do the same with your own clothes or belongings during your clear out they see you saying "Mm, I'm done with this but it's still in really good condition and somebody else would get use and enjoyment out of it I'm going to donate that somewhere Introducing those concepts to them early can really lay a good groundwork for sharing. When grocery shopping, if you can, of course, add some some extra food items to your shopping that you can donate at a shelter or to someone who is without a home and let your child know that this section of your trolley is for some share food items and call them share food items because you will be sharing them with somebody else. And share with your child. Offer some of your food or if you're having a treat, offer some to them and say, I like sharing with you without a demand or expectation that they immediately share back with you. What you're doing is planting a seed of sharing and then nurturing that and letting it grow and develop as your child does. I hope that's helpful. And at least there are some nuggets in there that, you know, you could go, oh, that small change could make a big difference. Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15-minute parenting.